0: money, drugs, and Bob Marley. What do all of these have in common? Well, let me tell you, the other day I was bored and I fell into the Twitter rabbit hole, or should I say the now new X rabbit hole. And as I was in that little dark place on social media, I fell into the CIA, one of the most impressive and should I say, scary, strong agencies in the world. And in this episode, we are going to dive into the CIA and some of the craziest stories that you have ever heard and some of the craziest information in the world. But before we do that, please take a second and hit subscribe. It would mean so much, and I want to keep providing these episodes. So let's do it. So the CIA, if you don't know what it is, it is the Central Intelligence Agency, okay? And it was created in 1947 after Harry Truman founded the CIA. And the idea behind the CIA is, hey, we are not going to have Pearl Harbor happen to us again. We have to know when that kind of stuff is happening. So what did Harry Truman do? Harry Truman formed this group of people who would go overseas and control – and help us understand what's happening in other countries. Now, let's take a moment to just think about Harry Truman. This guy is an absolute baller. This guy is someone who doesn't take shit. This guy is the one who dropped the atomic bomb. What does he say after dropping the nuclear bomb? He says, hey, no one's gonna mess with us again. We are creating the CIA, okay? Now. A lot of people have a bad association with the cia but should you since they have an amazing triad these are the three things that the cia is founded on the three foundations confidentiality integrity and availability these are the three things that the cia are founded on in 1947 after harry truman so i mean they can't do anything corrupt, right? There's so many people who are like, oh, all these conspiracy theorists, they're making crap up, they're, you know, the, how could the CIA ever do anything wrong if they have a triad that is so amazingly awesome? That, you know, they're confidential, but they also have integrity. That's the one that gets me. How can your triad, how can this, you know, this triangle of an establishment have confidentiality And integrity at the same time. Listen, I don't care who you are. If you hide secrets from your best friend, right? If if your best friend comes and gives you a bunch of their new gossip, their new secrets, right? How many of us actually have integrity not to tell people? Maybe if it's your really close friend, but as you get down the list, uh, you don't really have that integrity anymore, right? Or I'm just sounding like a horrible person. Listen, it's human nature. When there's secrets, people tell. But you also are hiding things. How many of us have a friend that we hide something for? A lot of us, right? We keep it confidential. We keep their secret confidential. But are we always integ- do we always have integrity when it comes to people asking us questions? Absolutely not. The one that I couldn't figure out is availability. What does availability mean for the CIA? Does this mean that they're just available 24-7? I believe so. No matter what you think, the CIA is definitely available to all of our data and all of the things that are happening in the world. So this is what it's founded on, okay? So a lot of you might be sitting there, you say, Brody, how can't we trust this? I mean, look, at they even have their own triad. Well, just because they have a triad does not mean you should trust them because they have done a lot of things. So what do I wanna talk about? I wanna talk about drugs. Let's talk about drugs. So I'm gonna pull up an article here and I wanna read it to you. Now, you can go and get this from the CIA website and it's documents that were released. And the first thing that I wanna talk about from the CIA is Project MKUltra. Now, Project MKUltra was the code name, this is the actual paper, Project MKUltra, was the code name for a covert CIA mind control and chemical interrogation research program. Let me just read that first line again. Project MKUltra was the code name for a co- covert CIA mind control and chemical interrogation research program. This official US government program began in the early 1950s, continuing at least through the late 1960s, and it supposedly used United States citizens as unwitting test subjects. So this project, what it is, is the CIA decided, hey, we want to be able to get control of people's minds. Because if we can control their minds, we have all the info. We know what other countries are thinking. We can bring in leaders. We can bring in dictators. We can give them these drugs, and we know exactly what their next plans were. We knew exactly. We can make them do anything they want, and they will tell us anything they want. But they can also do that to everyday humans, right? So these guys decide, hey, we need to look at these mind-altering drugs, and we need to figure this out. Okay, so oh, all of these people decide, the CIA decide that they need to start testing drugs on human beings. Okay, so let me just read the goals of the MKUltra project. And I'm just going to go through a, full, uh, a couple of these goals. I won't go through all of them. But there, there are 17 goals, okay? Number one. So let me just read the, the top line here, the goals. The agency poured millions of dollars into studies probing dozens of methods of influencing and controlling the mind. One 1955 MK Ultra document gives an indication of the size and range of the effort. This doc, document refers to the study of an assortment of mind-altering substances described as follows. One, substances which will promote illogical thinking and impulsiveness to the point where the recipient would be discredited in public. Now, how creepy. Let's just take a break, right? Let's just go over that number one goal, and let me read it again to you. Substances which will promote illogical thinking and impulsiveness to the point where the recipient would be discredited in public. So they're looking to do something. They're looking at these mind-altering drugs, LSD, cocaine, heroin, mushrooms, whatever it might have been. They're looking at these drugs and they're saying, hey, we need to make sure that maybe one of these drugs, maybe we can use it to control the mind of others. And in doing that, we can take someone and make sure that they are discredited in the public eye, okay? And we want them to be so illogical and promote impulsiveness That people in just everyday life say, oh, my God, that guy cannot be taken serious. Now, that's pretty creepy to me. But let's go to goal number two. Substances which increase the efficiency of, I think, sorry, it's on a typewriter. I'm literally reading how old this is. The efficiency of perception. Okay. Number three, materials which will prevent or counteract the intoxicating effect of alcohol. So now they're looking at things to say, okay, maybe if we can't control the mind, what we can do is we can give these, and it will counteract the intoxicating effect of alcohol. So someone might be drunk. Someone might be slurring their words. Hey, pop this drug, and no longer. You're back to normal state of consciousness. Number four, materials which will promote the intoxicating effect of alcohol. So now they're looking at the opposite. Now they're saying, hey, maybe we can just get somebody drunk really easy. That way, if we get them drunk, hey, we get them in the back of our van. We say, hey, man, hey, welcome to the back of our van. We're happy you're here. Tell us, tell us why you murdered Robert F. Kennedy. Whatever it might be, right? Number five, materials which will produce the signs and symptoms of recognized diseases in a reversible way, so that they may use, they may be used for. They may be used. For m- malingering, malring, malingering. Number six, materials which will render the induction of hypnosis easier or otherwise enhance its usefulness. So let's just stop there and stop reading the goals. But these guys, what they wanted is they wanted mind control. They wanted to look at these drugs and they wanted to be able to control people's minds. Okay? So those are some of the goals. So if that doesn't creep you out, let's just go down here. And we'll go down to the experim- the experiments. So here are some of the things they tested with. The number one is LSD, and I'm just gonna read this paragraph for you guys. Early eff- early efforts focused on LSD, which later came to dominate many of MK Ultra's programs. Experiments included administrating administering LDL not LDS, LSD to CIA employees, military personnel, doctors, other government agents, prostitutes, mentally ill patients, and members of the general public in order to study their reactions. LSD and other drugs were usually administered without the subject. Okay, are you ready for this? LSD and other drugs were were usually administered without the subject's knowledge or informed consent, a violation of the Numbrig Noom- Code that the US agreed to following after World War II. Efforts to recruit subjects were often illegal, even discounting the fact that drugs were being administered, though actual use of LSD, for example, was legal in the United States until October 6 of 1966. In Operation Midnight Climax, the CIA set up several brothels to obtain a selection of men who would be too embarrassed to talk about the events. The men were dosed with LSD, the brothels were equipped with one-way mirrors, and the sessions were filmed for later viewing and study. Now, this part is the one that gets me the most. One – They were administering LSD to CIA employees, military personnel, doctors, other government agents, prostitutes, mentally ill patients, and members of the general public. And they were usually administered without subject's knowledge or informed consent. So they're just taking these prostitutes on the side of the street, these mentally ill people, and they're saying, hey, man, how's it going? How's it going? Hey, you're homeless. I went and got some McDonald's here. Try a nugget. And what you don't know if you're that mentally ill person, that homeless person, hey, damn, this nugget's taking me to a different universe. Dude, McDonald's doing something different, right? They were giving you a Coca-Cola with LSD in it. You're thinking that Coca-Cola is just so good because the straw's bigger. No, you just got LSD'd by the CIA. Freaking insane. Now, this part's insane to me. Some subjects' participation was consensual, and in many of – hey, I love how that starts. Hey, I love how they're, like, trying to save themselves here. They're like, hey, some of them wanted it, man. Some of them wanted to do LSD, all right? We didn't force all of them. We only forced the prostitutes and the mentally ill. (laughs) Uh, So some subjects' participation was consensual, and in many of these cases, the subjects appeared to be singled out for even more extreme experiments. In one case, volunteers were given LSD for 77 consecutive days. Can you imagine tripping balls for 77 consecutive days? How many of those people... Didn't come back to reality. How many of those people are still lost out there? How many of those people, those mentally ill people, even went even to a darker place? A lot. 77, 77 straight days of not being in the conscious world, that'll take a toll on you. I don't care. So the very bottom of this, it says, LSD was eventually dismissed by MK Ultra's researchers as too unpredictable in its results, although useful information was sometimes, <laughs> I love how it says this, although useful information was sometimes obtained through questioning subjects on LSD, not uncommonly the most marked effect would be the subject's absolute and utter certainty that they were able to withstand any form of interrogation, attempt, even physical torture. So that's that's awesome, right? That's amazing. Because what they're saying here. Is they said, "Hey, we gave them LSD drugs, okay? They were able to withstand, you know, interrogation." And then what we did is we beat the hell out of prostitutes, okay? And they withstand physical torture. So the CIA is literally in their document saying, "Hey, in the in in the in the fifties to the seven to the seventies, um, we went through, we went down the streets of LA, got a bunch of prostitutes." got a bunch of mentally ill people, a few lawyers you know, who, who were on there with then, got a few lawyers, and we just decided, hey, take LSD for 77, 77 straight days, and then what we're gonna do is we're gonna interrogate you really, really hard, and then if you don't pass, if you pass that test, we're gonna beat the shit out of you. Sound like a deal? And it, it sounds like they got a lot of people. <laughs> and this also talks about other drugs and then this one's a crazy one too, hypnosis and magic, okay? So very, very crazy stuff, and the CIA was in this. Now, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole on this, but a lot of people believe that Charles Manson was a subject of one of these, that he was one of the LSD experiments, and it turned out that Manson went to a crazy different place, went to a crazy different psychological level. What if Manson was one of these people and Manson never came back to straight consciousness? You just don't know. So, hey, the CIA, they like their drugs, okay? Let's go to the thing that is more crazy than anything. Let's talk about money because I think people love to talk about money, especially if you are someone like me who's unemployed, I love talking about money, and I definitely love talking about budgets that are around $52 billion. Now, have you heard of this? Because there's a Washington Post article out there right now, and I'll link it in the description below. It's called the 52 point, $52.6 billion, the black budget. Okay, and this is an amazing graph showing you the budget budget for the national intelligence programs in the United States. Now, when you look at this, this $52 billion budget, you say, okay, how is this split up, right? Because there's a lot of different military things, and right, and we want to protect our country, and we want to keep it safe. And if you're doing all of that stuff, you say, hey, it's worth it. There's a lot of money. we got to keep us safe. And I agree with that. The government has to be safe, and we have to protect our country and our rights and our freedoms. We do that by military equipment. But what we dive into is pretty wild. The CIA has the largest budget out of all of these. The CIA gets $14.7 billion a year. Okay? Now, before I go too deep into this, the black budget has grown 100% since 2004. Fascinating, right? The budget continues to grow. We continue to go into national debt. Makes sense, right? We say, hey, we're going into debt anyways. Let's just raise the budget. Let's just do it, right? Let's just keep beating the shit out of prostitutes and giving them LSD. We need $14 billion to do that. Now, the CIA's budget has grown 56% from 2004 to 2013 pretty fascinating. That's a lot. In 04 it was at 12 billion and today it's at 14.7 billion. Pretty fascinating, if you ask me. So, let's look at the four main spending categories when it comes down to the CIA. Number one is dating data collection expenses. This is my favorite thing. Right? So, you have this big group of people right now. They're saying, "Hey, we're not worried about social media." Right? All of these people are great. Mark's great, Elon's great, all of these social media people are amazing. Okay. Google's great. They're just allowing us to have a better life. They're allowing us to create content. I'm so grateful for that. But what do I give them in return for creating content? One, I give them my content, but number two, what do I give them? I give them all of my data. Right? So the number one thing and the number one spending category that the CIA has is data collection expenses. And they will spend $11.5 billion in data collection expenses. So imagine this. Imagine you're Mark Zuckerberg. You're sitting in your beautiful office. You're worth billions and billions of dollars. And the CIA comes in, the head of the CIA. He says, hey, Mark, I'm just here to check in. How's everything going? Mark says, hey, we're, you know, I'm, it's going good. Our ad revenue's down a little bit, but we're doing okay, right? everything's good. The CIA agent says, hey, you know what? You're down down a little bit. What if we come in and we help you? We're looking for a few people. We're trying to get some data. Just give us your data and we'll give you $5 billion. Would that help your ad spend? Mark goes, oh man, that'd be amazing. And there goes our data. Same thing can happen at Google. Is that how it works? Probably not. I don't know anything. This shows a bunch of BS. Okay. But what if it does happen that way? That's pretty creepy, right? Data collections is 11.5 billion dollars. Number 2, data analysis. Okay? Data analysis. And data analysis has 1.1 billion dollars. So now they're saying so he gets the data from Mark, well what do they need to do? They need to, you know, analyze this data. What are people saying? What are they saying about political parties? What are they saying about political figures? What are they saying about celebrities? What are they saying about all these other things? All right, so we know this. Maybe we can do something about this. Their fourth thing is management. So actually, their second expense would be management, facilities, and support, but I don't really care about that. Number three is data processing. They spend $387.3 million on data processing. Okay? So those are kind of the four things they spend money on, data collection, data analysis, data processing, and management, facilities, and support. Pretty fascinating, right? So now you're starting to see, hey, $11.5 billion for data, that's a lot of money. So why wouldn't you go start a social program, a social media network, right? Hey, I'm just gonna allow people to create all this content, I'm gonna generate ad revenue, as well as sell your data. Because if I sell your data to the CIA, maybe I can get a billion. Maybe I can make my shareholders a little bit happier, right? Well, to make things a lot scarier, and on top of this, they will spend $2.5 billion on covert spending. Right? Now, you might be asking yourself, what is covert spending? And that's what I asked myself. I said, what is covert spending? What does it mean? You know, I don't really understand. Well, in doing my research, there's an article here by Belfer. Center which is Harvard Kennedy School for Science and International Affairs and highlighted in this article it says covert action encompasses a broad spectrum of activities but may include and the number one thing it says is propaganda intelligence agencies convertly dissimate specific information to advance foreign policy goals. United, United States law prohibits, however, the use of intelligence agencies to influence domestic media and opinion. So you're telling me that the CIA will spread propaganda in other countries, but God forbid they won't do it in ours. No, no, these guys wouldn't do it in ours. Why would they do it in ours? What do they have to gain? Somebody always has something to gain. I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist here. I'm looking at the numbers. I was just curious what the CIA has. Well, it turns out the CIA in a lot of other countries are spending – they have a $2.5 billion budget to spread propaganda. And you don't think that there's some government officials, no matter what side you like, going to the CIA and saying, hey – Will you spread this propaganda for us? Can we start getting this out into the air? Can we start circulating this news? I just have a hard time believing that CIA agents don't do this. The other things covert action does is political and economic action. Intelligence agencies covertly influence the political or economic workings of a foreign nation. Again, I don't think that just has to be a foreign nation. I think it happens domestically and maybe I'm being a Debbie Downer, but you're trying to tell me that the CIA doesn't do propaganda in the United States? I think you're totally wrong. Okay? One of the last things they use it for is lethal action. During times of war or armed conflict, the U.S. may need to use covert lethal force against enemies who pose a threat. The U.S. formally banned the use of political assassinations in 1976. But hey, it's the CIA. Right? They're the badasses. They can kind of do whatever they want. Right? I mean, you have a $14.6 billion budget. You have all the data in the world. Why not use it to your advantage? You have $2.5 billion to spend on covert missions. As a Unemployed kid, I was in, my jaw hit the floor, right? Because I think something in my bank account, there might be like like $4,000 to $6,000 in there right now. These guys have $2.5 billion in secret funding. Again, what is all that money going to? Of course we can't know. And I don't expect to know everything, right? They have to keep us safe somehow. All right, let's talk information now. Since we talked about propaganda, let's talk about information. I was on Twitter again, and I found myself looking at this amazing article. Let me pull it up here. By the former editor, and this is coming from Farr's news agency, and it talks about CIA moderating, moderating Wikipedia. So I'll just read a little bit of this article here. And we can kind of dive into a thing. So Wikipedia is one of the many tools used by the U.S. liberal establishment and its allies in the intelligence community to wage information warfare. The site's co-founder Larry Sanger has told journalist Glenn Greenwald. Speaking on Greenwald's system update podcast, Sanger lamented how the site he helped found in 2001 has become an instrument of control in the hands of the left liberal establishment among which he counts the CIA, FBI, and other U.S. intelligence reports. In a quote, Sanger says this, we do have evidence that as early as 2008 that CIA and FBI computers were used to edit Wikipedia. He said, adding, do you think that they stopped doing that back then? So the reason I even bring this up, one, it gets me pissed as hell. Okay? Because all these teachers in school, the education system, said, hey, you can't use Wikipedia. Okay, It's not a valuable – it, you can't use it. You can't use this information. A lot of the information on there is fake. Well, I wonder if all these education people knew that a lot of this information being ripped, the stuff that we'd actually use in school, is being ripped by the CIA, FBI, and central intelligence agencies. Probably not, right? But instead, I had to go to a freaking source – document that shit when I could have used Wikipedia but not even the education system trusts Wikipedia what does that tell us so think about this because I do it if I'm trying to research somebody or a topic or something I look at Wikipedia right unless today because today I read that article I didn't look at Wikipedia I read a lot of .org articles I mean I even went to Harvard okay to get an article That doesn't mean that there couldn't be other propaganda, but for a lot of us, when we're looking up a subject or we're looking up a topic, we look at Wikipedia, right? We say, hey, Wikipedia knows what they're talking about. Well, you look at Wikipedia on an event. What if that event didn't happen the way that it's described in Wikipedia? What if the FBI spent their $2.5 billion spreading propaganda on Wikipedia, one of the most viewed sites of all times? it definitely could have happened. And most likely it did happen, according to the co-founder of Wikipedia. Now, let's dive into this just a little bit more Activity by the CIA and FBI on Wikipedia was first made public by a programming student named Virgil Griffith in 2007. Griffith developed a program called WikiScanner that could trace the location of computers used to edit Wikipedia articles and found that the CIA, FBI, and a host of large corporations and government agencies were scrubbing the online encyclopedia of incriminating information. CIA computers were used to remove casualty counts from the Iraq War, while an FBI machine was used to remove aerial and satellite images of the U.S. prison at Guantanamo Bay in Cuba. CIA computers were used to edit hundreds of articles, including entries on the then-Iranian president, I don't even know how to say his name, and I feel like it would probably come out racist if I said it, (laughs) China's nuclear program and the Argentine Navy. And then down below in a quote, the intelligence agencies pay off most of the influential, the intelligence agencies pay off the most influential people to push their agendas, which they're already mostly in line with. Or they just develop their own talent with the intelligence community. So back to my point. You're Sanger, you're sitting there, you are in charge of Wikipedia, right? You're in charge of Wikipedia. They come in and they say, hey, man, how's Wikipedia doing? Oh, we're trying to still get a – you know, it's it's starting to get a lot of traction. Million of pe- millions of people are reading these blog pages. That's amazing. Hey, what if we help you? We're going to give you, you know, a couple billion. Sanger says, no, 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 no. We want the information to be written by other people like a journalist. Oh, oh okay, so you can just go open and edit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well – the smartest people, of course, the CIA, decides, hey, let's just do it on our computer at the office. And this amazing guy, Virgil Griffith, finds out that it's the CIA editing a lot of these articles. Pretty interesting stuff. All right. The last conspiracy and rabbit hole theory I want to go down to is something you're probably not thinking about. Because you're probably thinking, oh, this guy's gonna talk about JFK and how the CIA killed JFK. No, I'm letting RFK talk about that. I want to talk about somebody, something nobody really talks about. And that is that back in August of 27, August 27, 2018, vanguardngr.com writes an article titled I Killed Bob Marley, ex CIA agent confesses. I had never heard this until today doing my research. But Bob Marley, the man of the people, the man of the music, the man that I love listening to. Let me tell you something. I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent here and a little bit off topic. But the other day I'm on the golf course. I'm not playing very good. What do I do? I turn on some Bob Marley. And what happens? I start playing better golf immediately. Immediately. But I had to read this article for everybody. 79-year-old Bill Oxley, ex-agent of America's Cent- America Central Intelligence Agency, CIA, is rewriting the history of the death of reggae legend Bob Marley, claiming he killed the legend. Marley tragically died, aged only 36-year-olds, leading music lovers worldwide to grieve as the Jamaican icon's life and career were cut short for following a supposed four-year battle with cancer. The story of cancer may seem untrue as startling startling claims have emerged from a deathbed confession made by an ex-CIA officer. Oxley is alleged to have claimed the murder of Marley among 17 other assassinations for the American government between 1974 and 1985. Now remember what we were just reading about lethal action. It was supposed to be banned in 1976. Well, this is saying that he sat on his deathbed and said he did 17 assassinations from 1974 to 1985. Oxley, who who reportedly worked as an operative for the CIA for 29 years, is alleged to have said he was often used as a hitman on targets deemed to represent a threat for the interests of the United States, okay? It's unreal. According to the conspiracy theory, Oxley used fake press credentials to gain access to Bob Marley at his Blue Mountain retreat, introducing himself as a famous photographer working for the New York Times and gave Marley a gift. I gave him a pair of Converse All-Stars, size 10. When he tried on the right shoe, he screamed out, Ouch! That was it. His life was over right there. And then the nail in the shoe was tainted with cancer viruses and bacteria. If it pierced his skin, which it did, it was a good night nurse. God damn. If that doesn't give you chills and goosebumps and just scares the living shit out of you, I don't know what does. Here's a CIA agent. Now, a lot of people are going to say, like I'm sure the CIA came out and said, oh, don't listen to this fool. He's an old guy. We gave him LSD one time. He was a mentally ill person. We kicked him in the face one time while he was on LSD. You don't know shit. But instead, here's this guy who's saying on his deathbed, right? He's dying. I killed Bob Marley. And how does he do it? You have $14.6 billion with $2 billion in covert actions. I'm sure there's tools you can develop to give him a converse, a converse all-star shoe with a cancer virus on it. Now, there has been, and it says in this quote-unquote, there had been a series of high-profile assassinations of counterculture figures in the United States in the late 60s, early 70s. By the time Bob Marley's time came around, he thought sub was the order of the day. No more bullets and splattered planes. Mr. Oxley says he kept close contact with Marley during his final years of life, ensuring the medical advice he received in Paris and London in the United States would hasten his demise rather than cure him. The last time I saw Bob before he died, he had removed the dreadlocks, and his weight was dropping like a stone, he says. He was, he was very withdrawn, unbelievably small. He was shrinking in front of us. The cancer had done its job. Bob Marley's son. Okay, so what they said is he had a rare type of skin cancer under his toenail that caused the reggae's demise. The reggae musicians demise. Bob Marley's son, Ziggy, has previously implied his father was killed, saying in 2013 interview about the death, I don't know what to believe. There are a lot of theories. So even his son is saying, I, I don't think I think someone killed my dad. Something happened. Something was weird. My dad was totally fine, he was totally healthy, and then all of a sudden this happens. After this weird guy comes into our house, and gives him a pair of Converse shoes. It's unbelievable. This might be the craziest thing in the world. And Down below in the article written by Vanguard, it says the CIA has denied any involvement in Marley's death. If this episode didn't give you the chills a little bit, because I was doing research and I couldn't even believe it, right? This was one day of research I did. I'm not even coming in here like I'm an expert, but this is wild, wild stuff, and I truly... Can't believe all of this stuff. Now listen, I don't want you to think that this is just going to become a political show. I'm going to talk about a lot of politics stuff. I'm probably going to talk about a lot of world stuff. I'm going to talk about a lot of conspiracies. But I hope you don't think that I'm just going to become a total politic person. Okay? I'm not even trying to be anybody I'm not. What I'm trying to do is show information that I think is interesting and fascinating. And then you do you do what you want with that information. That is what I'm trying to do. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you hit subscribe. It's the longest podcast that I've done so far, and I think it's one of the most fascinating ones I've done so far. So please hit subscribe. Please, please, please take the link and share it on Facebook. Share it on whatever you're watching. Let's get it out there. And please, I hope the CIA doesn't find this episode because they might not like it. So thanks, everybody. Have a great night. Uh, Have a great day. Have a great life. And we will see you for the next episode of A Bunch of B.S.